Chapter 1 Ten Years Later The room was large and airy and overlooked the biscuity streets of Bath, coated in a January icing of snow. It had been refurbished some years back in a traditional manner, with striped wallpaper and a few good Georgian pieces. These, however, were currently lost under the welter of bright clothes, CDs, magazines, and makeup piled high on every available surface. In the corner, a handsome mahogany wardrobe was almost entirely masked by a huge white cotton dress carrier. On the bureau was a hat box. On the floor by the bed was a suitcase half full of clothes for a warm weather honeymoon. Millie, who had come up some time earlier to finish packing, leaned back comfortably in her bedroom chair, glanced at the clock, and took a bite of toffee apple. In her lap was a glossy magazine open at the problem pages. Dear Anne, the first began, I have been keeping a secret from my husband. Millie rolled her eyes. She didn't even have to look at the advice. It was always the same. Tell the truth, be honest, like some sort of secular catechism to be learned by rote and repeated without thought. Her eyes flicked to the second problem. Dear Anne, I earn much more money than my boyfriend. Millie crunched disparagingly on her toffee apple. Some problem. She turned over the page to the home style section and peered at an array of expensive waste paper baskets. She hadn't put a waste paper basket on her wedding list. Maybe it wasn't too late. Downstairs, there was a ring at the doorbell, but she didn't move. It couldn't be Simon. Not yet. It would have to be one of the bed and breakfast guests. Idly, Millie raised her eyes from her magazine and looked around her bedroom. It had been hers for twenty-two years, ever since the Havel family had first moved into one Bertram Street, and she had unsuccessfully petitioned, with a six-year-old's desperation, for it to be painted Barbie Pink. Since then, she'd gone away to school, gone away to college, even moved briefly to London, and each time she'd come back again, back to this room. But on Saturday, she would be leaving and never coming back. She would be setting up her own home starting afresh as a grown-up, bona fide, married woman. Millie! Her mother's voice interrupted her thoughts, and Millie's head jerked up. Simon's here! What? Millie glanced in the mirror and winced at her disheveled appearance. He can't be! Shall I send him up? Her mother's head appeared round the door and surveyed the room. Millie, you were supposed to be clearing this lot up. Don't let him come up, said Millie, looking at the toffee apple in her hand. Tell him I'm trying my dress on. Say I'll be down in a minute. Her mother disappeared, and Millie quickly threw her toffee apple into the bin. She closed her magazine and put it on the floor, then on second thoughts kicked it under the bed. Hurriedly, she peeled off the denim blue leggings she'd been wearing and opened her wardrobe. A pair of well-cut black trousers hung to one side, along with a charcoal grey tailored skirt, a chocolate trouser suit, and an array of crisp white shirts. On the other side of the wardrobe were all the clothes she wore when she wasn't going to be seeing Simon. Tattered jeans, ancient jerseys, tight, bright miniskirts. All the clothes she would have to throw out before Saturday. She put on the black trousers and one of the white shirts, and reached for the cashmere sweater Simon had given her as a Christmas present. She looked at herself severely in the mirror, brushed her hair, now buttery blonde and shoulder length, till it shone, and stepped into a pair of expensive black loafers. 
She and Simon had often agreed that buying cheap shoes was a false economy. As far as Simon was aware, her entire collection of shoes consisted of the black loafers, a pair of brown boots, and a pair of navy Gucci snuffles which he'd bought for her himself.